2: Welcome to the Chad and Cheese Podcast, HR's most dangerous, but today way more charming as we welcome Tim Nutsackett to our show. (laughs) This week, we break down last year's predictions, look at next year's predictions, and probably talk sports and beer and some other shit. Yes. Nurse that hangover because it's about to get intoxicating right after this word from job addicts.
3: With Job Addix's first birthday almost here, we are proud of all we've accomplished with advertising clients, publisher job sites, recruitment marketing agencies, and staffing firms. Thank you for all the support and trust you have placed in us. Since 2017, Job Addix has used the best of consumer ad tech's bidding and ad delivery to build an incredible programmatic job advertising exchange and continue to rapidly grow our network of partner sites. We've also launched a feed inventory management platform called Switchboard, effectively offering our dynamic technologies to all job board partners. And we've developed our revolutionary live alert, which eliminate latency and expire job ads via email. No more dead clicks or overages from job links, whether open today, next month, or next year. For more information about our solutions, please reach us at join at
2: Tim, I pronounced your last name correctly in the opening, right? Oh, Nut sack of course. Yeah, yeah. Perfectly. Nut sack yeah. Welcome back, Tim. It's been a year.
1: I know. And I've, I can't tell you. I mean, I've heard from tens of people <laughs> that have listened to your podcast that are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that you're going to be on the the most dangerous uh, HR podcast ever, which is like so sad at
2: the same time. <laughs> to, 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 to highlight, you said tens, yeah, right? Tens. Ten, yeah.
1: Tens, tens, okay. Tens of yeah.
2: We have way
0: more listeners than we thought. Yeah, I know. It's pretty awesome. I know we've got like most of our family though,
2: right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, Tim, welcome to the show, man. Uh, New listeners won't know that you were on our year-end show or year-beginning show last year. Oh, yeah. To go through predictions. Uh, you were star of one of our most popular podcasts last year, which was the Indeed <laughs> Jail podcast. Going to jail. Uh, so it's 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 always a treat.
1: I mean, right? Like, I've, I've gotten more content out of Indeed putting me in jail for the year and then deciding to screw over every staffing firm. Like, it just keeps clicking away.
2: Love it. Oh, you, you, and, you and Chad have made a, a, a <laughs> career out of fucking Indeed. It's great.
0: <laughs> That's just because they, they love fucking everybody else.
2: So, I mean, you know, it's fair play, bub. <laughs> and they stole your christmas sweater idea
1: sons of bitches oh you guys had a great christmas sweater
2: dude that's all chad man i don't yeah. want any credit for that
1: you're not gonna get any credit because
0: it <laughs> was don't. my idea you thought it was oh dumb, and everybody God. else is like that is the shit and
1: i'm like i know it's the shit i just want to know how far ahead of time do you have to think about that to get it to china to have some seven-year-old kid make it like it's that has to be at least it's nine made months. in
0: germany man and it actually took about eight yeah. weeks wow.
2: yeah yeah The country that gave us Claudia Schiffer also gave us that god-awful sweater. It's fucking awesome,
0: dude. Love it. So let's talk about 2018 predictions, where we came out. Uh, And first and foremost, I'd like to say that I was wrong because Saquon Barkley was a hit, but... Ed in Philly shut up Penn State still sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Cleveland took Mayfield, which uh Joel was wrong and and I was right because the uh the Browns uh they they love the the bad boy. Um, but he's not doing too bad right now, is he? I'm i more warm, yeah. I'm, I'm warming up to him. Yeah? yeah. Little by
2: little, little by little.
0: And, and at the end of the day in 2018, we all agree Michigan still sucks. So, amen to that. So, those were the <laughs> kind of like the pre-not. Did we really of- talk like draft predictions on last year's show? Yeah, yeah, we did. We did. We talked. Oh, uh, we talked a little bit about uh, draft predictions and who we thought was going to going to kick ass and take names.
1: What do you guys? What do you guys think about the oh, the process of uh, all these kids not playing in bowl game?
2: Uh, don't like it, but totally get it. Yeah, yeah. I, I do think for sure. You have to to be a top 10 to 15 player to do it, though. Yeah. So, my wife is a West Virginia grad, and Will Greer is arguably a a top five quarterback in the draft. He's projected to go second or third round. Mm -hmm. He has said, I'm not going to play in the game. Now, to me, he should play because he could light up whoever and maybe even move up into Mm -hmm. a first rounder. Yeah. Um, but I think you shouldn't do it unless you're like a top 10 or 15 pick.
1: Yeah, Michigan State's got a quarterback that literally is like he might be a sixth or seventh round or even not get drafted. He's not playing and you want to go, I don't know if you're helping yourself. <laughs> yeah, but- <laughs> there's a
0: risk reward there, right? In that case, I mean, it's that's all about reward. I, I really don't see a risk there. Um, But but my pick for this year where it's around the same thing, but but Nick Boza, he went out early in the season with an injury and he decided not to come back. But here's my prediction. I still think he's going to go top five picks because he dominated every game he was in and genetics big guys his dad played in the nfl and his brother is tearing the shit out of offensive lines right now
2: this is how chad does his predictions like he looks at every mock draft <laughs> that has bose as a top five pick and then he comes on the show and goes i think he's going to be a top five pick that's my prediction like that's such a bold pick every expert has him top five and now chad has him top five i didn't look at anything way to put yourself out there you know, Chad. i'm
1: going to put one out there uh duke's going to win the ncaa tournament
2: Oh, that's a good one. I like that one. <laughs> like, that's a good uh, one. Like, would you you take Duke over the field?
1: Oh God, yeah, I would take wow. Duke over the field right now in a heartbeat. They are. They look. They All right, look I'll, go,
2: I'll, go I'll go. I'll go sports. I'll go. sports. Jim Harbaugh is not the coach of Michigan next year.
1: No, he goes
2: wrong. to the pros. year sure? no, no that's a good so. one though. I like that. And potentially Cleveland is in the uh, catbird seat for his services. I think yeah. he's either in Cleveland yeah. or Green Bay.
1: Did Ohio State make the right decision?
2: Which one? Meaning what?
1: Just moving the guy up. Yeah. yeah I mean, coach. I think he did a. I think he uh, did a good
0: job uh, for the the first part of the season, um, first four games. So yeah, and he, he's in the system. So yeah, I think he. I think he was the the logical step.
2: He's on a short leash. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ohio yeah. State's too big of a job yeah. just to like put the next guy in line. Yeah. Yeah, someone bigger will come along. We'll see. We'll see. Let's get to recruiting predictions. And review last year's uh, brilliant, uh, brilliant commentary that we had.
0: Okay, so the first
2: one, Tim,
0: was sourcing is dead in 2018, which eh. uh, I'm going to say, eh, yeah, not so fast, not so fast. There was a lot of talking about it, but uh, that didn't quite happen. What do you think about that, Tim?
1: Yeah, I mean, I still think if we take a look at the, you know, the kind of the evolution of sourcing tech, that the run-of-the-mill sourcing, like, Sorcerer that is, you know, has to go out there and write boolean strings and stuff. Like that job's gone away. Like you don't need that anymore. So,
0: so you feel like it's good?
1: I thought the prediction was pretty good. Now, I mean, it is. I think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah.
2: The judges disagree. So
0: that being said, <laughs> I was just about on the same bandwagon. I was more on the RPA process side of the house, and I thought that that would pretty much be. Uh, a standard in, in all the process in, in 2018 and that's just not the case so yeah I I was wrong there and Joel <laughs> predicted glass door goes public which uh, did not happen
2: <laughs> but they would have had they not been it acquired it
0: doesn't matter if it would have it did not happen fine <laughs> Second round, uh, Tim said employee referral automation gains adoption. And that, I think that one goes into the category of who gives a fuck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but when you take a look, it's still like, you're right. It, it, it didn't. And I would, I could put that on the list this year too. Cause I still think it's like the, the highest ROI, most underutilized recruiting tech on the market. And I still don't, which get is why it. they I, won't I, do it. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. Because people they think they do can it. do it for free, they're like, "Ah, we have a referral program. It's on the it's on the wall in the lunchroom. go look at it."
0: Like, yeah, exactly. That shit doesn't work. Exactly. So my my second pick, which incredibly bold, uh, career builder and monster start start surging
1: back. <laughs> it would have been better if you said career builder and monster merged.
2: Here, <laughs> there is start. Like you could argue that <laughs> yeah. they started, didn't quite get there. <laughs> yeah i think i mean career builder gave us a lot to talk
0: about this yes. year they were the dramatic changes el chapo
2: they were the gift that kept on giving in 2018 oh my
0: god and, and, and monster really didn't do much of anything right so it was the difference between there was a lot of stupid shit happening um versus really not much happening at yeah. all so i mean yeah, there there was a start of something, but I sure don't know what the fuck that was.
1: Well, no, Monster announced the like the whole video studio thing, right? That was really cool, but then, but then it wasn't actually available. <laughs> once again,
2: once again, I don't know that they don't that don't forget augmented reality extreme. by Career Builder yeah. for
0: Career Builder. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, Joel's was Amazon buys Slack, which. Again, didn't happen, man. We are not doing well here, guys. Uh, th- the last one for Tim: uh, college degrees are dead. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get back. I'm going to get behind Tim on this one. I believe that we, we actually, at least the starting of this was was happening just because of uh, the talent shortage. Uh, companies really started to look at uh, getting rid of these really the the requirements for a college degree when in fact you don't need a goddamn college degree to do most of these jobs. So I, I I'm gonna give him a, a thumbs up on that one.
1: Bam.
2: Damn. I take that.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think if we if we do this show, you know, ten years from now, that yeah. might hold a little more weight. Or it if might. you would have just said alternatives to college start to take serious you know precedence in some organizations like that would be good but just outright say college degrees are dead was a pretty bold prediction he was being very bold
1: Mm, yes
0: not so bold prediction the ats is going to make a comeback that was my third one
2: and we said before the show did they actually leave (laughs) <laughs>
0: Although, yeah, but I mean, they were we really haven't done anything in the recruiting talent acquisition side. It's all been background checks and onboarding shit. Um, but we did get we did get ISIMs. Uh, spending cash for text recruit. They also had an infusion of cash. Mm-hmm. Uh, their vision is uh, is uh, very aggressive, I believe. So we, we, I think we did see a vision from at least one of these applicant tracking systems that was aggressive on the talent acquisition recruiting side of the house.
2: Chad's being very charitable with the predictions from last year. but
0: okay. <laughs> yes I am. So and then last but not least, Joel, voice assistance comes to employment google duplex isn't ready for prime time yet
3: <laughs> uh siri can you find me
1: a developer we're,
2: we're like we're like oh eight and two that's our record from uh, we got a couple yeah. ties and mm-hmm. a lot of losses you're the fucking
0: cleveland browns of this shit is what we are God we're
1: damn. playing for a first round selection for 2019. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit
2: very nice all right all so, right And that is last year. We'll get into this year after this Uh quick word from Sovereign.
3: Sovereign AI matching is the most sophisticated matching engine on the market because it acts just like a human. You decide exactly how our AI matching engine thinks about each individual transaction. It will find, rank, and sort the best matches according to your criteria. Not only does it deliver the best matches, it tells you how and why it produced them and offers tips to improve the results. Our engine thinks like you, so you don't have to learn how to think like the engine. To learn more about Sovereign AI matching, visit Sovereign.com. That's S O V R E N.com.
0: See, and again, I'm going to say that's the reason why AI and algorithms take over, because they put sexy voices on them like that. And we, there's nothing we can do.
1: Yeah, they come up with those like Russian like names, like it's Fetlana. Like here's our, our chat bot, Fetlana. There like, is what? no chat bot named Fetlana. So <laughs> Not yet. It, it no. will be now.
3: <laughs>
0: Adriana.
1: Oh,
0: Adriana. Uh, so that being said, getting into 2019 predictions, and as always, we're gracious here at the Chad and Cheese Podcast. We're allowing our guests to go first. So Tim. 2019 yes. prediction
2: let's
1: go well as we know you know we're going to have a little bit of softening of the economy we've already started to feel it with all these fourth quarter layoffs so my prediction is is that assessment science and those vendor community out there will have a big year it'll come back in a big way we'll be talking more about the assessment science side basically because we got you know all in 2018 we just basically hired any warm body that would come through the door And now we can come back and say, look, we don't need to hire any warm body with a hickey. We can actually hire real talented people and take our time and put some money into that. And let's upgrade the talent that we have. I don't think we'll see a bunch of layoffs. I think what we'll see is like targeted kind of people getting shot because they Mm -hmm. suck so bad. And then you're upgrading the talent within organizations.
2: I haven't heard the word hickey for about 15 years. So thank you for that, Tim. (laughs) And was that was that a warm body with a hickey or a body with a warm hickey?
1: <laughs> a warm body with a hickey. Okay. Because a cold body with a hickey is just that's just that's wrong. Just, right? yeah, nobody it's wants that
0: you get booed for bringing that up, Cheeseman. Uh, so yeah <laughs> so, so there there's been a good amount of money uh, that's been poured into this area, the assessment area. Yeah. so
1: yeah, I think I think I can kind of get on board with that prediction well, and it's it's kind of beyond like I still think like too many like hr leaders, ta leaders are stuck in this kind of like, oh, it's. Um, we're doing the, you know, the, the wonder or, you know, some like stupid personality assessment. And like, that's not kind of assessment science of like, you know, 2018, mm-hmm. 2019, like it's now it's all kind of data driven and kind of really, you know, you know, just more sophisticated. And the reality is that those things can pick people better than like Harry or, you know, HR men or your, you know, supervisor and, you know, whatever, Harry Hickey. That, you know, Harry Hickey, <laughs> who is 20 uh, year pro uh, supervisor manufacturer um, that has no idea like who that, what he's doing. You know, he just is basically picking somebody cause they came in with a lion's shirt on versus a packer <laughs> shirt or something.
0: <laughs> and that's bias, my friend. And we won't have it. Bam.
2: Exactly. We won't have it. All right. Cheeseman, your first turn. Okay. Uh, mine is much more specific than this sort of gray uh, ethos <laughs> prediction that that Tim <laughs> makes.
1: That way, in 2020, I can definitely say, see, my, my prediction yeah, came you've true. you've got the
2: Trumpification of predictions. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you definitely uh, can get out of that one in the future. Uh, okay, mine is that at least one of the following CEOs will not make it to 2020, meaning they will get fired. Uh. Uh, those three will be uh, Monster CEO Scott Guts, mm-hmm. Dice's CEO Art Zeal, or CareerBuilder CEO... Irana, Svetlana, uh, no- Novoselski. No, One of those 3 will be fired when we get together next year. At least one.
1: Okay, real real, real quick, let's do a fuck Mary kill. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> so, Tim, so your pick. Who's most who can oh, most survive the year and who who's gonna most make- likely going to get canned? Yeah.
1: So I mean, I had personal conversations uh-huh. with each of these people in 2018, um, and I've spent time with all of them. Uh, so I feel really bad about having to make that prediction of who oh. would go, who would get shot first. I, um, I will say uh, the Dice CEO. I just think their product is is you know is probably struggling. Um, it has less name recognition than the Crew Builder Monster stuff that who, who can still kind of just get get money from non suspecting like. Ta leaders, HR leaders. Most likely to serve.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm with Tim. I think, uh, and I'm not going to be as nice just because art won't come on the fucking show and talk to (laughs) us. But but I I think he really believes in the company and the product. I just, you know, well, yeah, but he was at TA tech in new Orleans talking about onboarding and shit. I mean, it's like, what the (laughs) fuck are you guys doing over there? Your product sucks, but you want to talk about downstream shit. I mean, this doesn't, this doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So I'm not sure that they have the focus. And, uh, yeah, I just, uh, from a product standpoint, it, they haven't been able to keep up. So they would have to leapfrog. Uh, and I don't think that they have the resources to be able to do that. So I think art's dead in the water. Scott's only been in, in the job for shit five, six months,
2: six months. Yeah. 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 And, yeah, six, uh, months.
0: and you know, the, he, I think, Ronstad uh, th- yes they do focus heavily on margins and EBITDA and those types of things uh, but I think he's got the, he's got a little bit more rope than art does
2: I'll, I'll I'll zag a little bit from your zigging just for the sake of uh, argument um, I yeah I'd say monster has the best chance of surviving yeah. um, he's they've got a roadmap they've got executives around him he's got a team mm-hmm. like I don't think Ronstad is gonna pull the plug nah. I don't think they're gonna sell the company Um, in the next year. But I'll go ahead and say uh, uh, career builders um, will get axed. But more likely because they sell the company or just have a total uh, sort of change of leadership and executives and all kinds of stuff. But I don't think it'll be performance necessarily as opposed to just a major change in the company. Um, I think her CFO background uh, opposed to the tech background of the other two um, really, lend itself to saying, sell it, uh, chop it up. It doesn't really say innovation and like new, new tomorrows to me. She's an she's an Apollo person though,
0: so I I think if that happens, she'll be moved out to another position somewhere else, as opposed to just yeah. chopped and ejected out. Um, so I, if that does happen, I mean, she was moved in there from Apollo as an Apollo person, company woman. To be put into that slot,
1: she she's showing she's willing to make some tough calls. Yeah. I mean, so she's definitely a strong leader. Um, I don't know if that if that company it doesn't matter who leads that company. I don't know if they're coming back, but um, you know, I don't like. I think I agree with Joel on that. Is that she'll probably be moved out to someplace yeah. else. All
0: right, so are we are ready for my All brainiac. Whew. All right, so I'm going to springboard off of Tim's from last year because uh, I think uh, there is there. There so The good possibility of them. it happening uh,
2: this year is much better, obviously, than what happened in 2018. So if this is like Tim's, is it like water is wet or sky is blue? <laughs> kind of. Yeah, no. Okay. Uh, I'm going to
0: say uh, Boolean is dead and candidate matching becomes uh, standard in recruiting platforms. Because, I mean, seriously, let's face it. Recruiters are spending 7.4 seconds reviewing a single resume, which is stupid when an algorithm... Can review thousands of profiles in that same time frame and match qualified candidates to the requisition. So. Platform vendors who want to stay ahead of the the talent acquisition ask, uh, or, or they're already moving in that direction anyway, and, and they have been in 2018, and and all those TA professionals who you know don't want their CHRO or their CEO to ask them, hey, what are we doing in AI or, or, or process automation? They've already started doing due diligence, or mm-hmm. they have somebody doing it. It'll start to take place traction wise in 2019. So I think uh, the matching piece is going to be a standard for
2: companies. So just to, to, just to specify, you're not saying sourcing is dead, but you're just saying the process of Boolean searches are dead. Yeah. By human beings. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's going to be done by an algorithm, and all of that is going to be taking place
2: uh, with platforms as opposed to people. However, Boolean searches will forever work in Google, just so you know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Just throwing that out there. Boolean for candidates. Google will not, uh, yeah, will not kill <laughs> the Boolean search string.
0: No, they are killing the Boolean search string. Did you see their candidate? Their <laughs> candidate match API. It's already in Google Hire.
2: I'm talking literally. You'll still always be able to put in a boolean search in Google and click search.
0: Um, we're talking about talent. We're yeah. talking about we're-
2: talent acquisition here. Yeah, Next I'm being day. a smart ass. This is what we do on the show. Oh, my bad. Okay, good job. Yeah. Good job. Thanks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that being said, I get to jump. Uh, it's my turn to go to my second uh, prediction. That was a good one. That bullying is dead one. Um, Number two, this, (laughs) this is my, this is my, this is my softball prediction. Microsoft, acquires Upwork. I, I think we can all agree. Tell me if we're wrong. The, the world of work is changing, especially with the the way that the landscape is when it comes to uh, hiring. And, and Microsoft could definitely bridge a huge talent shortage gap by uh, providing individuals who can pretty much knock out products, freelancers, projects, all that other happy horseshit. shit. Instead of doing FTE stuff, uh, they could do it through Upwork and then linking it into LinkedIn. So being able to being able to utilize LinkedIn, what do they have, like 600 million profiles or some shit like that? Yeah. Being able to to add those freelancers into the mix and then uh, start to introduce the world of freelancers and Upwork to their millions of uh, of clients, I think is uh, is smart. Not to mention, you know, I I think they're they're already doing that with uh, with the partnership. I think this is just a trickle until they get acquired. Don't forget GitHub. Yeah.
1: So Chad's prediction is LinkedIn becomes the largest staffing vendor in the world?
0: Not yet. That'll happen in 2020 <laughs> or 21. But first, you it's baby steps, Tim. You've got to acquire. Yeah.
1: You've got to build it. Build the My
2: question is, okay, let's assume that Upwork does get acquired. Yeah. Do you predict uh, others will be vying for uh, their their platform as well? And if so, who? And do you think this means that someone like a Fiverr or an Upwork competitor also gets acquired? Yeah, that's that's a great question,
0: because I think, well, first off, the first question, I think Upwork is uh, already kind of like in in the courting phase with Microsoft to go through the whole acquisition piece. That's just I agree. my feeling. Um, so I think that that is probably just about done. But yes, when that happens, the Fiverr's and, and all the other platforms that are out there, I think uh, obviously their their value goes up. And then you have uh, all these other lifestyle types of organizations who are looking to prospectively pull
2: them in uh, to their suite. So you don't think like an Indeed gets into freelancing or Zip recruiter? Not unless they buy into it. No, Tim. No, no.
1: Okay, I, I don't think so. Fair enough. I mean, that would take that would take you know like forethought, right? <laughs>
2: <Jeez>. <laughs> yeah,
0: I love Tim because yeah. he's so I,
2: optimistic about all the uh, the vendors in our space. <laughs>
0: Well yeah cuz he
2: hates Indeed
0: and and Indeed really doesn't I
1: do not hate Indeed. That's just a vicious rumor. Yeah,
0: it's okay. Uh, and ZipRecruiter I think is incredibly focused in and what they're doing right now as it is and prospectively kind of catapulting into to enterprise. I think
2: this would take their their eye off the ball. Do you still think um you know Uber's been sort of you know, dancing around this opportunity. Do you think they get into yeah. the the gig economy as well? Oh yeah, they're. I mean, they're already they're already doing test markets right now, so they're going
0: to get into this. Especially if the if the market stays the way it is now with the amount of jobs versus you know the headcount, it just makes sense. Uh, not to mention they have a platform that already has all this talent available. If they can get the types of jobs that match the talent that they have, beyond just driving. Um, it just makes good sense. and it's another right. revenue stream. But
1: don't you think I think Uber's position better for doing that on a like a lower skilled yeah like kind of platform, yeah. right? Yeah. Versus like Upwork and Fiverr are definitely upskilled, you know versus yep. like the Uber side. yep.
2: Agreed.
3: So two
1: different markets, you know
2: and and upwork tends to be more uh, knowledge based folks, yeah. as opposed to yeah. uh, Uber, which I think could be like restaurants and delivery and yeah. all that good stuff. yeah, yep. so there's probably an to for cook both.
1: tonight eight hours show up
2: <laughs> no ghosting at uber no all right joel it's your turn <laughs> all right I'll, I'll i'll serve up my softball since since you did as well uh so number one i'm, I'm still standing by my slat gets acquired by amazon but i know that we can't reiterate uh past <laughs> predictions um so so i'm gonna i'm gonna put in zip recruiter in play here ah um normally i would say like I think Facebook would be a prime uh, acquirer of ZipRecruiter. However, I think with okay. Facebook's recent issues with you know data and data and privacy and all that good stuff, I think Facebook is going to take their eye off the employment uh, ball. And I think ZipRecruiter uh, files for IPO in two thousand nineteen. Ah, okay.
0: OK, so we'll see who we'll see who buys them up before they get the IPO, because this is that's the,
2: the Cheeseman death knell right there. <laughs> well, they're really the last one standing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Yeah.
1: You know, because I, I, I have the next re- re- prediction, I'm totally going to go off script because I came up with another one as we're talking.
2: OK, love it.
1: Sherm is going to purchase LRP. Huh. Because here's the thing, right? We we saw that where ERE just yep. went after Talent 42, right? We should, we start and there's too many conferences. We start to see the c- consolidation, and I think Sherm wants to figure out how do we get away from just being HR lady central, and how do we get into the tech space or the talent acquisition yep. space? And if you think about they're so big, who could they really go after? I don't see him going after ERE. But I do see them potentially going after the HR side of LRP,
2: which would just be HR tech, right?
1: Well, you have recruiting trends as well, and so they have so they have a four way into like a really big kind of uh, you know recruiting conference potential. I think what Elaine's doing out there is really cool stuff, um, and I think the vendor community supports LRP in a big way. So. Does
2: Sherm historically make acquisitions?
1: Yeah, yeah, and not well. <laughs> Well, no, they they tend to buy, and it's got you know they have a lot of you know like oh this is going to be great, and then like it just kind of it dissolves whatever they bought into like you know the greater sherm. But I think Johnny, the CEO, who's took a beating in 2018, I think he's a really smart guy, and I do think he's been pushing that organization to really think outside the box. And it just kind of hit me when you guys were talking about acquisition, and and so for whatever reason that popped into my head, like I think. I would, and then you know the whole thing with Talent Forty Two. I really think we're going to see consolidation of the conference space happen, and I would be I wouldn't be shocked.
2: So we'll see. Nice, Audible, yeah. Tim. Yeah. I like Very that. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, we're uh, we're six predictions yeah. down and three more to go. Let's take a break and listen f- uh, to a word from Canvas, and we'll get to our last predictions.
3: Canvas is the world's first intelligent text-based interviewing platform, empowering recruiters to engage, screen, and coordinate logistics via text, and so much more. We keep the human, that's you, at the center, while CanvasBot is at your side, adding automation to your workflow. Canvas leverages the latest in machine learning technology and has powerful integrations that help you make the most of every minute of your day. Easily amplify your employment brand with your newest culture video or add some personality to the mix by firing off a Bitmoji. We make compliance easy and are laser focused on recruiter success. Request a demo at GoCanvas.io and in 20 minutes we'll show you how to text at the speed of talent. That's GoCanvas.io. Get ready to text at the speed of talent
0: always makes me dance that background music so my prediction is
2: bitmojis will uh, encompass every job posting in next year <laughs> no.
1: i was just gonna come out and say that i was gonna go my prediction for 2019 will canvas will be the only one using bitmoji a commercial <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: that's oh. fantastic
1: <laughs> and
2: i'm a canvas canv- shop. by the way i love canvas my team loves canvas. yeah and this this is coming from four middle aged white dudes for sure, yes. dissing bitmojis. Yeah. Um, all right, I guess. Am I up first in the the hey, final yeah, round but here?
0: First, let, let me put this on the record. I was yeah. I was not dissing bitmojis because I love them. He does
2: every every email now has a fucking bitmoji of Chad. Yeah. Uh, I'm just waiting for the bitmoji where he has his Christmas sweater. Oh, on. it's coming.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, dang. I know it's, it's coming, it'll out, coming. It'll be out before this afternoon.
2: <laughs> yeah, and that's that's when I quit the show, the Bitmoji Christmas sweater. <laughs> All right, Joe, you're first. All right. Uh, my last prediction for 2019. Yes. We've talked about uh, privacy a lot in the last year. We've talked about being able to grab personal data um, off of places, in particular, LinkedIn. Uh-huh. We've talked about LinkedIn's ongoing uh, case with Q about uh, taking public profiles off of LinkedIn and then using them for your own sort of uh, product and services. Um, I believe in 2019, uh, LinkedIn wins the court case against Haikyuu. Um, and as a result, uh, numerous sourcing platform solutions that that utilize LinkedIn's data as well as GitHub, which by the way has the same owner in Microsoft, mm-hmm. um, all go under and we we really see a, a definite decline in new startups around sourcing um, and the current ones sort of laying to rest in the deadpool. Yeah. Do you
1: think do you think LinkedIn comes in, buys one of those, um, like like one of those sourcing techs like on the cheap, knowing that they're going to go out of business and then just let's then let's that one be the one? Because, I mean, it's not like, I mean, they're selling a lot, right? These these sourcing technologies people really love Uh and they're actually, and they work, but they, it doesn't necessarily, you just can't have a LinkedIn professional license and do the, get the same gratification as you're getting through the sourcing tech side. So I'm wondering if like that should be then your prediction should lead LinkedIn to actually purchase one of these people.
2: Well, I think, I think LinkedIn wants to be the, number one source for sourcing, whether it's their own profiles or whether it's what's ever in GitHub. I think that'll eventually integrate into LinkedIn. Uh, and I think piggybacking on Chad's uh, prediction of Upwork, you know, if Upwork or a freelancing contractor, um, you know, solution comes into to LinkedIn's dashboard, then you've got full-time employees, you've got technology, and now you've got, you know, contract workers. So I'm not sure buying an intello or hiring solved or anything like that adds that much value um, to what they're already doing. I mean, feel free to disagree, but I don't think um, they're losing too much if they're not sourcing, you know, blog blogging platforms and whatever's on Pinterest or YouTube or Instagram or if Facebook. Um, so no, I'd say I'd say probably not. I think they want to be the end all be all for sourcing um worker profiles
1: yeah i mean i just think and then they have to add a product to their to the road to the roadmap within linkedin right because people still want to buy mm-hmm. that without mm-hmm. necessarily having all that and then at talent connect this year like uh, shapiro who's their <laughs> vp of talent solutions and all that stuff did talk about how they want to add in all the hourly folks as well which then comes to mind who would LinkedIn acquire to get all of the blue-collar types yeah. into that that environment, right? I, and not necessarily into, to the LinkedIn profile environment, but into a certain right, kind of environment, right. right? That that fits for them.
2: I also think that um, you know GDPR is going to come to the to the states and controlling your personal private information online.
1: Is that the Russian mafia?
2: <laughs> is going, I mean that's going to be a thing. Um, like if you tell people that their LinkedIn data is being, you know, scraped and it's being used to decipher whether they might leave a job in the next six months, like I'm (laughs) not sure they'd be real happy about that. So I think, I think privacy is going to, is going to continue to be a, a, you know, paramount in the digital economy. Um, so, you know, when I talk to sourcing companies, you know, talking to, to Doug Berg at Uh Zap Info, which is essentially, you know, grabbing profiles off the web. Um, You know, I asked him about GDPR and his solution is, well, you know, before we grab their data, we're going to send them an email saying like, hey, there's a company or or a recruiter that wants to, you know, take your data and put them in their funnel or for opportunities. Like how many how many people are going to go? Oh, yeah, sure. Random recruiter. Take my information. Um, It might be, you know, one percent, two percent that do that. If that's the case, all these sourcing providers, I don't see how they stay alive. Yes. In a GDPR world.
1: Can they do it the opposite way and say, "Hey, this is going to happen unless you opt out"? No, because and then you have to it depends what the law is. Yeah. So
2: yeah, GDPR is
0: all focused on the 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 candidate rights side of the house. So the general data protection regulation piece, um, and, and and really since I mean Facebook and and Cambridge Analytica fucked us all is this is mm-hmm. this is bearing down on us much faster right so when Q and LinkedIn all that started at first it was like yeah you know what that data is public right now it's like oh shit what can they do with public data how can they target us what can they do you know what are the malintent behind this you know behind this perspective uh, platform so yeah that's that's the hard part right now is is really Facebook fucked us.
2: <laughs> if you don't if you don't own the data, if someone didn't go to your site and and voluntarily join, I think you're gonna have a really hard time doing business. Uh, and you're
0: not gonna own the data. That's the thing, is through this whole process and, and it's it's coming to California in 2020. And the California regulations are actually stricter than GDPR. So let's just say we gotta get used to this. You're going to have to give candidates the opportunity to control where their data is wherever it is
1: because
2: it's their data. It's not the company's data. It really means you're going to have to write a bigger check to LinkedIn.
1: <laughs> Literally this this week in my company, we had a, a contract engineer quit. Put the two weeks notice in because he thought we sold his data to Paycor. What we did was we actually switched January 1st we're switching uh-huh. to Paycor as our payroll provider. And so they sent him a message to go, go through the process and he just didn't read our other emails that we told him was doing this. And so he literally assumed that we sold data to like, and he didn't know what pay core was. He thought we just sold her, you know, in like totally, you know, obviously crazy engineer guy, but, and we're just like, dude, like we're, we're just trying to get your paycheck to you. You moron. <laughs> yeah.
0: But the, the guy can code. Um, okay. So yeah, my, Last prediction is Google for jobs displaces Indeed as top source of traffic for employers, job seeker traffic, and uh, a little caveat on here: Jobyak gets acquired. So these types of platforms like the jobby of the world that make it easy for employers to get their jobs into Google for jobs without knowing what a markup is or anything like that, or have to, having to pay some, you know, big platform to do it like a jibe or something like that. Uh, they'll be able to go through a smaller platform like a job either transactionally or in bulk, and uh, it'll make it much easier. So Google for jobs will make it easier to dip, displace
2: and in Indeed in 2019. So I assume you believe Indeed won't start playing nicely with Google for Jobs. No, they, they are too full of their fucking selves. And so my next question is, uh, does Glassdoor, <laughs> both having the same ownership, uh, stop playing nicely with Google for Jobs as well? Yeah, no, I think they
0: they continue business as usual. I don't know how that's actually going to play. We'll see how that shakes out. Uh, especially if there's like a, a full scale takeover of job search and content between Glassdoor and Indeed.
1: Well, I don't understand. I mean, if if I'm Google, right. And I, and I decided not to index Indeed. Why wouldn't I do the same thing to Glassdoor who now Indeed. They're just- not
0: deciding. They're not deciding. Indeed's making the decision not to have their jobs in Google for jobs.
2: Hmm. But I think. I think Glassdoor has to follow suit because they're basically trying to build a moat around their solution yeah. from Google for jobs. And I would I would say if a honor you know honorable mention for predictions is I wouldn't be surprised if there if, if there is no Glassdoor as we know it next mm-hmm. year, whether it's just back backfill from Indeed uh, and they they merge the reviews together and make it just one big thing. Um, or they take Glassdoor away totally. I think it looks very different next year.
1: It's hard to do that from a branding standpoint, though, because everybody knows Glassdoor and they get such great traffic. Like you almost want to do the opposite, right? You almost want to throw Indeed into Glassdoor. Um, you know, from that standpoint, like that would be the easier really? transition mm-hmm. than it would be. You think other. Indeed
2: is the the la- the lesser of brands of those two?
1: Wh- well, I mean, wh- who who gets the mo- who gets more traffic, Indeed or Glassdoor? Indeed. Really. I thought, oh, was, yeah. I thought it was Glassdoor. By a lot? No. Is it
2: similar? It's probably by a lot.
1: Wow. Well, but they pay for a lot of that. Um, maybe I'm thinking organic. <laughs> <track>. <laughs> I don't know what I'm thinking about. But talking just as about. a
2: brand though. I, I as I a brand that, though, do you think more people know Glassdoor than Indeed?
1: No. No, what I will say though is that I think Glassdoor has the safer brand side of it where because you have so many people going there thinking like they're getting this unfiltered you know like data is like almost like a yeah. Yelp review kind of thing right so there's like a little more friendlier play there than the Indeed side yeah. which i think is taking a hit but
2: because to me the to me the the glaring uh, you know the glaring answer to that question was when you went to HR Tech this year Indeed had a booth and Glassdoor did not so to me that was like they've they've decided internally that Indeed is going to be you know the brand yeah i think it's just a matter of time before Glassdoor gets phased out
1: yeah no, I mean I can see one or the other, right? It doesn't make sense to have both. Yeah, so. I agree. Yeah, to an extent, I though. Like I
2: mean,
0: because you have two brands right now, and you have to spend money on, or some companies feel like they have to spend money on Glassdoor and Indeed, right? So you have two budgets for two different sources. Mm-hmm. When you start to blend them together as one source, that budget becomes one, and you will lose cash. We've seen it happen before, so it's one of the big. One of the big steps that you don't want to take is, look, you're making X with Glassdoor and Y with Indeed. You don't want to make less than that. So how do, you, how do you do that? How do you implement that without shaving cash off and just becoming one piece of budget and then some of that money going somewhere else?
2: Well, you're also losing money if you have duplicate tech teams and duplicate executive teams you know, and executive that's marketing teams. That's all teams.
0: behind the scenes. That's all behind the scenes. It's, that still, is,
2: it's still real money.
0: Oh it doesn't matter. You can do yeah, that. Behind, it does. You can do that behind the <laughs> scenes without anybody knowing. What you're talking about is merging two brands. You're talking yeah. about two entirely separate conversations. You can have an indeed You your. can have indeed tech teams running uh, underneath a glass door brand, you can still have that, that storefront open, but you can, you can
2: consolidate tech. So you have, yeah. So you're talking about one CEO for both companies. You're talking about one marketing team for both companies, right? I don't know if you need to go that far, but you
0: can,
1: you could. Yeah. Easily.
0: And, and you're still talking about two different products. If you have two storefronts, people are going to see two different products. If you have one storefront, they see one product and that's when you have an opportunity to lose cash.
1: So back to the prediction, Chad, is it in 2019, Google for Jobs will outpace indeed for traffic? Was that your prediction? What was your prediction?
0: Traffic for, yeah, employers. I don't know if it'll happen in 2019,
1: but it's definitely going to happen at some point, right? It's just a question of where that tipping point happens.
2: 2019. (laughs) Yeah. The list Recruit holdings by ZipRecruiter. Oh, that's a good point.
1: That's a very good fucking point. Uh, Tim, last one, man. Uh, I'm going to run. So this is a really nice, another big giant like earth shattering one. Um, Generational Consulting 2.0 Gen Z comes to town and we have every freaking millennial consultant in the world all of a sudden now becomes a Generation Z consultant, <laughs> an expert, <laughs> even though they literally have no idea about anything about Gen Z. Um you know, we're going to see it. We've already seen the content happening we're yes. gonna see it in a big way. I mean, yes. I'm, I'm jumping on board. I put out what a couple weeks ago that I'm going to have an entire Gen Z blogger crew. Um, so, Hey, here we go. You know, <laughs> there'll
2: be, there'll be an upstart of Gen X entrepreneurs using their kids <laughs> to create Gen Z uh, consultancy. We, firm. we just
0: saw that. We did a story on that yeah. on one of our weekly pods where an Xer yep. obviously has a Gen Z kid, kids, charismatic, knows how to speak. All that other fun stuff. He's pulled <laughs> into the consulting firm, and the next thing you know, they've got a Gen Z consulting arm. It's like, what the fuck? Are you
1: kidding? Hey, my my son, my my son's at, who's a junior at U of M. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, um, <laughs> <laughs> he the, he could he couldn't get in it. <laughs> He couldn't get an internship. I had him start writing on the blog and he literally had offers coming from everywhere. And again, like the, if you can prove that you're young and you have a voice and, you know, you can actually produce content, like someone's going to hire you, yeah. you know.
2: So say that again. Your kid in school started a blog and the job offers, no, he, internship offers started coming?
1: No, he so he was in, in interviewing for internships and they kept telling him he didn't have enough experience. Yep. And so I'm like, Oh, well we can change that. Like you just start writing one day a week of mine. And we called it like career confessions of Gen Z. And like, it was, it was, it got more traffic than my crap got. Like people (laughs) loved it. Um, they had this young guy talking shit about his dad and the whole career stuff and blah, blah, blah. And he did. So then Quicken, he ended up taking a job at Quicken and did videos for them and all kinds of stuff. Um, but like it, it was crazy that you go from not being able to get an internship to like literally a dozen different offers just because it's the
2: underflooded. It yeah. is. Yeah. Tim, do you feel like as a recruiter there really is a difference in the generations, or is that all bullshit?
1: Um, I, I think there you see minor differences, but you know, I mean, but otherwise it's just it's time and life issues. It's not really you know ge- generational differences. Young people don't necessarily want to buy a house and they want to live in an urban area or blah 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 or you know. It's, you know, once you have kids, like, life sucks. And, like, so your changes in what you do. Like, I mean, like, all that crap happens. Like, that's just time in life. It's not necessarily millennial gen X baby boom.
2: Fair enough. Yeah. Good show, gentlemen. Very nice. Are we out? I think we're out. Tim, are we out? We're out. Give us a we out. We out? We We out.
3: out. Hi, this is Stella Cheeseman. Thanks for listening to the Cheese and Chad podcast. Or at least that's what I call it. Anyway, make sure you subscribe on iTunes. That silly Android phone thingy or wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to give Bucket some money to our sponsors. Otherwise, I may be forced to take that coal mining job I saw on monster.com. We out.
1: How much do you understand the future of finance?